Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we have an amazing bonus episodes with our special friends today. I cannot wait for you to hear from Tim and Juliet Ross. Yes, Tim and Juliet are awesome. If you're if you're not watching this, if you're only listening on iTunes or on Spotify, and we're so glad you're listening, but you might want to go over to YouTube yes. because right now live, Tim and Juliet are making out on <laughs> camera and you can watch it. You can watch this live. I caught them kissing. That's how in love they are. And we, we love Tim and Juliet. They are, they are just some of the most authentic, wonderful, fun, pure-hearted, Jesus-loving people on the planet. They lead Embassy City Church, uh, you know, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They're wonderful parents. They are writers. They, they are influencers in all parts of life. And we are just honored to call them our friends. And so, Tim and we Juliet, are. welcome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. We love you guys We've so much. We've missed you guys. Yeah. We missed you too. It's been a long time. It's way yeah, too long. It's been a long I time. think about you guys all the time. We have thank you guys. You guys are rock stars. But also we wanted you guys to share your wisdom because every time I hear I hear the two of you teach, whether it's from a big stage or just talking one on one with somebody, the, the wisdom you share just from your authenticity, from your real life, it it impacts people. And in terms of marriage, which is what this podcast is all about. Uh, you two are just doing it right, and you've you've done it right through all these seasons of marriage, of of raising kids, and still in the still in the thick of raising kids, of of leadership, of just all of the different seasons and stresses of life. And we we just want I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to talk about how you do it so well, because you obviously do it so well. Just being being around you, you know, you can just see, man, these are two people. They genuinely, not only they love each other, they actually like each other. Well, that's because I pay him good money to act right in front of people. Right. It's, 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 it's the bride. She doesn't pay me in money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, there he is. Hey. Keep it. That works, too. That works, too. That works. It works. The marriage podcast, you know, we the go The first there. thing out of your mouth was sex. Yeah. So, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's all Ashley talks about. I can't get her to talk or <laughs> think about anything Favorite else. Favorite subject. Sometimes I have to tell her, listen, I'm not just a piece of meat here. You want to be my piece of meat. On demand for you. Yes. Like, I have a heart. I have feelings. I just sometimes want to be held. And <laughs> she's... I don't even know how to answer that. Well, before I get us too far off the rails, yeah, I'll bring, is- tell us a little bit about 
just life right now. Like in, in the midst of when we're recording this, we're still in the thick of COVID-19 and, and you know, life and the world looks differently. You know, our churches, many of them are not meeting in, in person. We're not seeing people face to face the way that we uh, once did. Life's just weird right now for in so many ways. But uh, what's life looking like for you? What's, yeah. what's life looking like in the Ross house? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll go first. So um, COVID hit and they said quarantine. And for some reason, I heard sabbatical. Yeah. I don't know if, hey. I, you know, I had to like kind of check my ears. I'm like, they kept saying quarantine, everybody stay home. And I'm like, all I heard was sabbatical, sabbatical. <laughs> stay in the house. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, when you're, so, he's like, an introvert. Right, I, me too, me my, too. I have loved this season. I hope no one's watching from our church is well, mad. But, no, like, no. I, I have loved this season, like, the time I've had with Juliet, the time I've had with my boys, the time I've had with the Lord, like it's been great. It's been I mean, outside of the people who have got COVID and died, which that, Yeah, that part's that's not great. Terrible. It's so horrible. No, no, no. Everything else been kind of great. Well, and yeah. you you've been yeah. in such a long season of pouring yeah. out, pouring out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. Now that well, I will say that. Yeah. I will say that. I'm glad you brought that up, Dave, because yeah. I did have to speak five months straight. Mm, so yeah, that lot. wasn't cool, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've been preaching for 24 years. I've never preached five months in a row. That's a lot. Uh, and then had to speak into uh, issues on COVID and make decisions about that. And then have to speak into issues on racism. Mm-hmm. Like all of my white yeah. friends called me and was like, okay, so yeah. please yeah. help me. Yeah. So that that part was... That was intense. Well, let's yeah. be just let me clarify. Let's be clear on what he means by the part of that's great. It's just the fact yes. that everything was shut down and nothing really required him to leave the comfort of his home. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So no, I, that's I was yes. totally tracking. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. It. But just in case whoever's listening, you know, I just <laughs> wanted to just make sure true. that part of it is what he enjoyed is mm-hmm. like, man. I'm not required to go anywhere right now. Yeah. I've got to stay home. And him being an introvert, that was like you told him that he's about to be living his best life for the next yeah. you know, right. three to right. six months. Yes. But in that time, during that time, he actually still was working. Yes. Sure. And he was doing a oh, lot sure. of work. I'm sure. Yeah. But he was able to do the brunt of it from home. So yeah. that kind of helped, you know. But True. yeah, he had been doing quite a bit of talking, quite a bit of every bit of everything, yeah. you know. A lot of things. All the things. <laughs> right. All, all the, the things. things. Yeah. All the things. All the things. Yeah, all the things. No, I think True. God has blessings hidden even in even in what we might consider the hardest of seasons. And yeah. and that's one of the blessings is like I know in our house too, it kind of forced us to slow down. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 we've grown a lot as a family. I think we've been able to rest more. We've been yeah. able to just breathe a yeah. little bit. Even though there is a lot of stress going on. We even got COVID. We were we were sick, which we did a whole episode talking about that. Uh, which w- was really hard and gave us a lot of compassion for those who had it oh, yeah. worse than we did even. But um, so much good has come in yeah. this season. And yeah. I think if we'll all look at it through that lens that like, you know, every, there there is in every season, in every season, there there are blessings yeah. If, yeah. if we'll look for them. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's been one even for our family is that the time we've had together. And I'm, I am thankful for that. Well, I know Dave, you know, I'm an introvert too. I can totally relate, Tim. Like Just can't totally. Imagine that. I, so great. I know. Well, I love people. People. <laughs> I think sometimes people misunderstand what being a, an introvert really is. Yeah. It's like where you get your energy. For sure. You know, you get introverts get their energy from having time alone mm-hmm. and uh, just having that quiet where you're just by yourself and we're okay. 
being by ourselves, uh-huh. you know, not that we don't want to be with people, right. but, uh, you know, I, I know for me, maybe you can relate to him. Like I, I love going to our conferences and speaking and meeting all the people and signing the books. Like I love it. It's my favorite part. But afterwards, after about four hours, yes, we're, we're totally, if you, you can't see us, we are yeah. doing a high five. Yeah. Right. I no, that. I have to go home and sleep. Yes. Like yeah. I literally, it takes everything out of me, but yeah. it's, and people are like, oh, you hate it. And I'm like, no, no, oh. it's the opposite. Like yeah. I love it. It's yeah. one of my favorite parts of what we do and hearing people's stories and engaging. But then I have to go home and I have to, it's like how I refuel. And Dave has been so sweet about understanding that about me. And I often, you know, I have no problem resting. But one thing with Dave, he's kind of a mixture introvert, extrovert. Yeah. And uh, he has a really- I'm a schizovert. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a schizovert. It's like I- You just love everything. You know. High five, Dave. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he literally took an assessment once and that's really what he was. He's a combination. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm totally, they were like, yeah, you are introvert all the way. Yeah. Like all the questions you answered were introvert, you know. <laughs> and with Dave, it was a little bit of both, but he has a really hard time resting. And I think part of it mm. is he feels guilty. And in COVID, you have really been good about <laughs> just being like, okay, rest is good. I can rest. Like he just feels like there's always something I need to be doing. And if I'm resting, it's just piling up. That you know? sounds so familiar. Oh. Well, so Julia, me, me and you will start a support group. It, we but, need it. Well, and it, what helped me is realizing that just the, the rhythm that that God created the world, you know, he rested, but, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus rested. Jesus would get away from the crowds, you know, and he, and just to, to pray and to, and to rest. True. And all through scripture, you know, you see that God also, you know, commands us to work. And if mm-hmm. we don't work, yeah. we're being disobedient. But then he also commands us to rest. Yeah. And those who won't yep. rest are being disobedient. Right. And so sometimes we can sin in our stubbornness to not slow down. And, yep. and I'm, I don't know, I've been guilty of that. And and I, this season has helped me, to kind of forced me to pry my fingers off of the steering wheel of certain things and yep. just say, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to rest. And, and when we rest, it it affirms our trust in God and his sovereign nature that he's in control. It, it restores our soul. And I've needed to learn the hard way sometimes that it's not only a gift, but it's a command. Yeah. You know? It is. And, and but listen, here's the other sorry. thing. <laughs> the other thing is, if I don't do it, it ain't going to get well, done. Right. No, there yeah. is that. <laughs> right. There so is that. that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to rest because yes. I'm tired. But if I don't do it, yeah. it's not going to get done. So production, you got to, you got to, let's well, get it. Well, and, and it's hard to that's rest when that's part. on your mind. Right. You know, that that's right. the hard thing. And I think with Dave, that's what it was, is like, I have this thing that is just right there and yeah. it's not letting me rest because I got to get it done. I have to finish it. Well, right. when yeah. we got COVID, you know, I won't dwell on this, but the one thing that was so hard about it is that we were more tired than we'd ever been for mm-hmm. two weeks. And and for that period, I was so tired. It was like the one of the first times in my life that like all the stuff that I thought I had to get, I just, I literally didn't care. Forced you to mm-hmm. rest. Because no, I, mean, I, I knew that I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like I couldn't walk, you know, I couldn't walk to the back of the house. I didn't have that energy. So I just knew, Lord, I can't get any of that done. So I'm just going to rest. And then I kind of emerged from that. And it was amazing. The the sun still came up every morning. Yeah, yeah, the house yeah. hadn't Everything burned down. Okay. And I was yeah. like, everything's still here. Yeah. You know, like, why don't I do that more often? Why do I wait until I'm, you know, Because now sick? it's going to take like nine years right, for exactly. to finish a project. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it really will. So we've, yeah, but. No, I get it. it. I'm just being. It, it, was, yeah. it was good for me though to to like, have to rest. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But no, but the rest is good. Like, is I good. do want to rest. Like, I don't not want to rest. 
any opportunity I get to sort of sneak away or be whisked away like Jesus, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're here. I'm here for it. But yes. Yeah. Hey, I want to oh, I want to circle okay. back to something that that you know is 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 heavy, but it's like really important. And it's not really like marriage related per se, but I just think it's such an important issue that that with your wisdom, uh, it's something you you brought up. I'd love to hear your perspective on on it. Like right now. Our, our nation and really our world is facing just unprecedented, um, you know, racial, mm-hmm. racial tension. And oh, yes. I, I want to ask you two as yeah. just people that I love and trust, because here, here's just the, you know, honest truth. I'm, I'm, if you're not watching this, I'm, I'm a white guy and I've got, I know a lot of like blind spots. And so what would you say, what would you encourage your brothers and sisters, love Jesus, love people, and they're white like me, and we. I I know that I've got blind spots. Like, w- what do you what do you think? What do you believe needs to happen to really bring unity? What can we as married couples, whether we're you know white couples or mixed race couples or couples of African American couples, wherever we are, what can we do to use our marriages as a way to bring more healing and more yes. unity and more understanding? Because when a lot of a lot of the the riots started happening, I found myself thinking, like, man, I want to do something, and I don't even I don't know where to start. Like, I really don't know where to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know there's this all this pain that's happened over the course of centuries mm-hmm. that that I don't I don't understand. Yeah. And I want to understand it more. And yeah. so. Teach us, wise friends. Yes. Like, what? I know that's a big and that's, question. And that, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, all we could talk for hours, I'm sure, about this. Yeah, but for like, sure. Yeah, for sure. But what I, all I've been telling all of my white brothers and sisters is learn three L's. Listen, learn, and be loud. I love that. Listen, have, a com- yeah. have the conversations. Learn, because mm-hmm. listening and learning are two different things. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then just be loud about what you listened and learned. I had a great opportunity to be on a call with... Um, uh, oh man, how come I can't think of his last name right now? Henry Cloud's friend, John Townsend. Townsend. Yeah, yeah, Townsend. 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 Yeah. I was a judge so, just start so, calling out last so names. So I had John. <laughs> Wilson Smith. Every time, every time I kept thinking about John, I kept thinking about Maxwell. But John Townsend, mm-hmm. um, uh, in the midst of all the stuff that had happened with Ahmaud Arbery and George oh, Floyd, yes. he said, hey, I'm just going to open up my platform and we're just going to do a video session. And I only want my, my black friends to call. Okay. Like that's the only people I want to speak to. Yeah. He said, but I don't want to have a conversation with you. I want it to be a monologue. Wow. I just need to listen to you. Right. He was like, I, I don't have anything to add. The only time I'm going to interject is if I need clarification on something. Mm-hmm. But I just need to hear from you. And I think what happens is when stories are far away from us, it's an issue. Yeah. yeah. When they're close, it's a person. Yes. Right? right. So it can be those people are doing all this bad stuff and I can't believe that they have this thought process. But when you're in relationship, it's like, oh, Tim and Juliet mm-hmm. feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not just some people that's an angry mob on television or, right. you, you know, some people that are into a movement that doesn't line up with our uh, Christian values. It's really about, oh, this is at a personal level with people that I love and I need to understand that. Mm-hmm. So the listening is important. The learning what that's about um, gives context. So just two quick things. My my mom uh, was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Her uh, her mom was a wet nurse for white women. Wow. 
If you don't know what that means, I it's, do know. You yeah. know what yeah. that I means? Exactly. You're breastfeeding. Yeah, breastfeeding. she she yeah. breastfed yeah. white babies. Right. For wealthy white women that mm-hmm. didn't want their breast to sack. Oh wow. So uh, their children were on. Uh, uh, my grandmother's breast mm-hmm. for four to six hours a day. Wow! But she had to bring him to the back door to drop him back off. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's. I mean, make that make unthinkable. sense, right? It's just crazy. Also on my mother, um, on my uh, mother's side, I'm only three generations removed from slavery. Mm-hmm. So my mom's dad's dad came here on a boat from Ghana. So when we talk about this stuff, it seems like it's far away. Like, I, I don't understand. And slavery was so long ago. My great-grandfather right. <laughs> was brought wow. here on a slave ship. So that's wow. not too far ago. I didn't say great, 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 right? That's not the Jesus wow. begats 42 generations. Mm-hmm. It's three generations ago. My grandfather was my great-grandfather was brought here on a, on a slave boat from, from Ghana. And just having those experiences and, and having the conversations that uh, my grandparents had to have with my parents that, my parents had to have with me mm-hmm. has informed the way we've had to live in this country. And when that narrative is not validated, it's very hurtful and it's very angry. Mm-hmm. And so um, now none of my white friends have been those type of people, but it has been in those conversations that we've grown closer together. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it, get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. So as a next step, for those who are listening, they're like, 
you know, I want to have, I want to listen. I want to learn. Um, in addition to having the conversations, are there any specific resources you would point people to, to like yeah. say, you know, watch this or read this or listen to this as, as a first step, in addition to having those conversations, this is something that, that can help you move in the, in the direction of being more understanding of what our experience has been. Yeah, well, there's a great uh, book by Miles McPherson called The Third Option. Okay. And he talks all about this stuff. Right. Uh, he talks about um, white privilege. Mm-hmm. He talks about um, systemic racism in a way that's very palatable. It's coming from a godly man mm-hmm. who's not angry, yeah. <laughs> right? And he's, and he's both he's awesome, yeah. Yeah. black and white. Yeah, right? that's right, yeah. exactly. And, and, so and he a, has a unique a pa- perspective very unique on perspective it. and a pastor, and I love Pastor Miles. The yeah, third option is what the it's called. The third option. Okay. Uh, Jane Elliott, is that her last name too? Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott. Oh, Jane Elliott. She's a great. Yeah, you can, you can just look Jane her up Elliot. on YouTube. Okay. Jane Elliott is... Yeah. An older white woman who is... I, I've watched her videos. Yes. She's phenomenal. She is phenomenal. She's I phenomenal. shared some... Like, absolutely. I could just watch her all day. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely. Amazing. And yes. she's she's a white woman. Yes. Uh-huh. And she's letting you know, this ain't right. Yeah. You know? And she yeah. breaks things down with such ease, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And she's, she's very truthful and very transparent. And w- it's almost like a... <clears throat> she's almost like a white advocate. You know, that's yeah. awesome. and and that's the thing. No one is no one advocates for anything unless it directly affects them. You're right. That's yeah. the bottom line. And until it directly affects you or closely affects you, then it's just a distant problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, for example, do you know anybody that has malaria? No. No. You don't know but anybody that has lived, malaria. If we lived in right? Africa or certain parts yeah. of the world, you would. But so, yeah. are you doing anything right now to advocate? Right. For um, people with malaria, and no, because <laughs> I don't know anyone. Yeah. Right. You yeah. see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not directly affecting you, and you're not doing anything to go and advocate for it. Yeah, right. It's not even close to you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but now you have friends that could be affected by something. If if you had a loved one who passed away from a disease such as cancer or something like that, or whatever, you just sort of become a bit more of an advocate for something because it closely affects you. Right. Mm-hmm. You have a more sympathy now for those who have been affected with COVID. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because you had it, right? It directly affects you. And so that's the thing with people. They they don't become advocates or, you know, we really want to learn about this Mm -hmm. until it hits a bit closer to home. And so it it does. It it consists of uh, our brothers and sisters being open and transparent to want to learn. Yes. Right. And not here to be defensive. Oh, yes. Right. So you have to hear to try to get the best understanding you can get because you'll never fully understand. Of course. But you can try to get the best understanding and what can I do to learn and to make sure that I'm not repeating mm-hmm. these yeah. things. And that, and, yeah. and that is actually one, one thing that, um, that I share with my friends. Uh, and I'm just going to tweak what you said a little tweak bit. Tweak it, honey. Because <laughs> I think you can fully understand it because mm-hmm. you're smart enough to take in the information I'm telling you, you'll never experience it. Right. The difference between understanding something and experiencing it, right? Those are two yeah. different things. And so I've, 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 you know, I heard my, when, when some of my white friends would say, I know I'll never, I'll never fully understand it because I'm like, no, you, do you understand what I'm telling you? And they're like, yeah. Then I'm like, then you understand what I'm saying. You ju- you're just never going to experience it mm-hmm. in the yeah. same way. I don't have to become a woman to understand right that women need their rights protected and you know what I mean? But as a man, like I can understand how childbirth works. You're never going to experience it. I'm never going to feel that pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you could articulate what you've heard 
to yeah. somebody else and advocate for an epidural, right? Like, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, and I think for me, something that kind of convicted me in all this is I didn't fully and probably, and I know I still don't fully realize how much pain there there was that, that my black friends were experiencing and have just yeah. carried as, as part of their, their life, that there's been this pain that, that they've carried. And yeah. I didn't even begin to understand the depth of that. Yeah. And I still don't fully understand the depth yeah. of that, but it just kind of peeled back the curtain and let me see just how much hurt yeah. that there has been and gave me a glimpse of that. And it, it convicted me that I've, I've just kind of lived oblivious to mm. that, even though I've, I've had, I've had black friends, mm-hmm. but like you said, I've not experienced it. Walking yeah. in your shoes. And yeah. it, it just, it made me want to listen a whole lot more. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a different, um, <clears throat> and I understand what Timmy is saying, but I still think there's a different level of understanding that will come sure. with experience. Oh, absolutely. You oh, know, sure. there's yes. a absolutely. deeper depth mm-hmm. of um, an understanding. That's why I said yeah. you never fully understand yeah. because there's a, a true, there, there's a depth to the word understanding mm-hmm. that can only come with an experience. Right. And so I think for for, you know, for you all, I, ha- I have I have a few uh, white friends who they are <laughs> they are big time advocates. They are okay. like they're married to black men. Mm-hmm. You know, they have mixed children. Right. They're they're even more closely related because their mixed child comes home and yeah. says, "Somebody tell me the n word," mm-hmm. right? And then although they're white, you know, they it's now a different dynamic. They have a deeper understanding because now somebody that came out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is now, yeah. you know, That's racially, yeah, 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 is now racially profiled. And so, or, or, or has been verbally attacked by somebody mm-hmm. that, again, they still won't have a full understanding, but it is a deeper mm-hmm. connection. But yes, I do agree what you're saying is you can learn. Mm-hmm. Right. You can, you can be open to feel and, and empathy um, towards it. And, and it just has to be that desire. You have to want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if you're if you're responding just to react, then you're just mm-hmm. defeating the purpose. Absolutely. You know, and if you're responding just to say I'm on board, but you still, you know, it's almost like I shouldn't have to have eight thousand conversations with you for you to get it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, it's yeah. like there are things you will learn from teaching. I teach my kids, right? Mm-hmm. I do have to teach them certain things over and over mm-hmm. until they understand it more, where they can function with it. Yeah. But I shouldn't have to keep teaching them the same thing 9,000 times right. for them to get it. At some point, you got to, it's, it's gotta with again. all that getting, yeah. <laughs> get yeah. and right, understand right. it, you know, yeah, sure. with that's all that getting. That's, so. that's good. And I think just a willingness to learn. I mean, if anything, I think I'm hoping that everyone, everyone, you know, in, in our in the United States, but also the world, that we all realize we have a lot to learn, yes. that we need to be advocates, yes. that we need to point out when something is wrong. Absolutely. You know, and as I, I think as a mom, yeah. you know, it's really when I when I've heard from my my friends, you know, where their children, you know, they're afraid for their children. That mm-hmm. that really gets me. Yeah. Like that that hits close to home. Yeah. And again, I I can't, you know, I don't have the experience, yeah. but that I've listened to many podcasts about that and yeah. just, you know, it's it's just like it shouldn't be that way, yeah, you know, absolutely. and I want to be part of, of making it better and absolutely. not being part of the problem and yeah. not, you know, making assumptions or not like, not be, like you said, not being willing to have the conversation yeah, and just sure. being on the defensive. I mean, it just, 
you know, we want to be the change. We don't want to be the problem. And standing up for when you see injustice for somebody else. You know, I think the silence is another big thing. And, you know, there's many issues in this whole thing. You know, Mm -hmm. there's... Yes. There's the... Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. the racial. Then there's the injustice. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think... um, even with injustice, a lot of people, when we, when we have police brutality and all these things and mm-hmm. police killings and, you know, there's some, some white brothers and sisters that are like, I just don't understand. If they would have just done this, mm-hmm. you know, this would have, well, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. there, there's many examples of, of, of why that doesn't work. And right. <clears throat> I think there's so many different levels and layers to what we need to get an understanding for. And you may not be able to understand what it's like to be black and be pulled over and Right. going to get a gun pulled on you because you didn't have your seatbelt on or, or just for no reason. Yet at the same time, it it's still an unfair thing to say is that you've never had an injustice done to you in your entire life. So injustice is a thing in and of itself. Sure. Sure. And if you can't relate on anything, you can at least be able to relate on that. Yes. That I have felt an injustice in my life some way. So if I can take that now, how much more do they feel? Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. taking the time to apply it. Gives it that more empathy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. And compassion. And I think that empathy and compassion is part of what makes you two such powerful unifiers. I mean, yes. even in some of the most divided. I mean, I know, I know, Tim, you've had great influence in the local police department where you are, your friendship yeah. with the chief, and yeah. then you've got great influence. All these, like you've you've ha- you've built such trust as 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 individuals and as a family and as a church to bring in all different types of people yeah. and to, and, and so what, like what you've done at Embassy City Church and within your family to, to bring together all different kinds of people, all different kinds of backgrounds, which is the heart of Jesus, by the way. Yes, yes. But is. what is it going to take, like just on a big picture level, do you think for, for the, even for the church to do a better job of that, like the capital C church, because most churches yeah. haven't done what your church has done. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more segmented and mm-hmm. it's, and and that's just it's sad, but that's Very, that's the way it is. Yeah. Your yours, I think, is a much more better representation of the kingdom and what yeah. Jesus, you know, taught us to do. Yeah. But yet most churches they just like, well, I'm gonna hang out with people who looked, act, think, vote, believe like me yeah. and, and everybody else is them. Yeah. It's us and them. And you've uh, you know, you've you've brought unity uh in in Jesus' name in a really beautiful way. And so yeah. What's the secret sauce there? So I'm so glad you asked this question. It's oh, a yeah, great yeah. question. So <laughs> Jazz hands. Jazz so hands. so um, here here's <laughs> the biggest division that Jesus came to resolve was not black and white. It was not elephant donkey. It was not cowboys redskins. It, it, it was not any of these subcategories of division that exists. It was Jew Gentile. Mm-hmm. In Genesis chapter number 12, God called a man and established a covenant with that man that set him apart from any other nation in the entire world. And from that time to the time of Jesus' death on the cross, Jews, which have a covenant with God and can trace their lineage back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Mm -hmm. and Gentiles— which means everybody else, everybody else yeah. right? What makes a Gentile a Gentile? The fact they're that they're not, not a Jew they're that, not they, that yeah. can connect themselves back to Jacob, right? Yeah. Um, uh, if Paul says it so beautifully in uh, the book of Ephesians that in Christ's broken body on the cross, he took Jews and Gentiles and in his own body produced a new group of people called the church. Mm. That, was it, that was his solution was 
Hey, I know you guys have been fighting about all this kind of stuff all over the place, but I just want you to know, um, instead of Jews and Gentiles, it's just going to be my church. Y'all are all now my bride, and I'll come back to get you later. So iron out the wrinkles in this dress, because I'm coming back. <laughs> it is so simplistic, but we live in such a divided world mm-hmm. yeah. that we have made idols out of our thing. Mm-hmm. And we can make anything a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about the idols that you find in ancient civilization, and it's like a, a, a wooden statue carved out of a tree. So let me get this straight. You cut down a tree. And out of that tree, you shaved down some wood and made a thing and then set it up above you and you worshiped it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you were their God. Right. You yeah. created them. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're worshiping the thing that you created. We do that with ethnicity. Mm-hmm. We do that with nationalism. We do that with patriotism. We do that with football teams. We do that with the college we went to. We do that with our bank accounts. We do that with the degrees that hang on our walls. Mm-hmm. And Christ is saying, I came to abolish all of that. Because there's only been one distinction that I, from heaven's perspective, it's been those I've had covenant with and everybody else. And I've called a family reunion. And if you come into my body, you no longer get to hold on to your idol. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And so I've told people at Embassy City Church, uh, because we have such a multi-ethnic church, I don't call it multicultural. We have one culture, it's kingdom culture, but we're many ethnicities. So what I tell everybody at Embassy City of all backgrounds is if you love your ethnicity more than you love your identity in Christ, you have an idol. Yeah. Oh. And we're just yeah. asking you to lay it down and consider yourself a believer first. It's not a black yeah. church, it's not a white. Anything you that's put right. in front of his church is your idol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is, man. Even that's, politics. That's so, so good. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, it, yeah. Pick yes. up this mic and then drop it. <laughs> just do it. It's no. really expensive. It is expensive. So, oh. so let's just do the imi- imaginary, imaginary yes. mic. Or somebody can meme it. That's fine, too. There yeah. you go. That's meme. right. That's right. <laughs> that no, is that's so good. I wish every yes. Christian, I, I mean, I I think if, if the church would get that, because right now I think people look at the church from the outside and they, they just see such a misrepresentation yes. of, 100%. Of, of, of Christ mm-hmm. and what he's called us to do. But what you just articulated, which is so biblical and so true, if, if the church could get that and people outside the church could recognize that that's what the church is and is meant to be, like that would spark revival yes. and that would spark unity and healing yes. within the church. Yeah. And the church could be this force of healing in our culture instead of this force of like division That's in right. our culture. Yeah. That's well, right. it would take the church leaders to get their theology out the way, mm-hmm. to get their biases out the way, to get their political affiliations out the way, yeah. to get everything out of the way that is not like Christ. Yeah. That's yeah. the bottom line. They yes. would literally have to strip themselves of their own thought process, mm-hmm. of their own everything. And remove that and say, okay, Lord, what do you want this church to look like? Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's I digress so that it's I decrease that you can increase. Mm-hmm. This is yes. the same thing. And I just don't think we're doing that enough. Yeah. You know, I just I just really don't think we're doing that enough as leaders. Because if we were, then there wouldn't be this big misrepresentation that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Very true. Man, this is this yeah, is so good, you guys. You're I need this. This is gold. It I mean, really is. Yes. I could just. My mind is going. I'm just like, okay. I could just sit I need and to listen, listen to this again. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I sit and listen to you guys share all day. I mean, we got it. This is. This you guys is good. are so awesome. This is good. Guys, we, we're out of time. I don't know where the time went. Like, there was a bunch of other stuff I was going to ask you about. Like, I had a whole bunch of stuff. There you go, part we, we two. Just, we just got to come Wait, back. that's right. Yeah. yeah. We'll, just come back. we'll just do a part two. Hey, Seriously, listen. we would love that. We're here for it. But hey, before, before we go, like, tell people where, that, that want to 
continue the conversation. They want to learn more about your ministry. They want to watch sermons. They want to read your book. They want to come to your church. They want to yeah. stalk you on Facebook and <laughs> and all that. You know, where where can people go to, to find more about the Ross family? Yeah, so Embassy City uh, Church is just embassycity.com if you want to find out more information about the church. I wrote a book called Upset the World. Yes. Come on, Upset In the World. In 2017 is when we started on this book. We had no idea 2020 would be what it is. Mm. Uh, I just finished the audio book uh, two weeks ago, and it was uncanny as I read through it how current it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just encourage everybody to pick up that book, but prepare yourself to be upset. Hey, yeah. we need that. Yeah, absolutely. In, in all the best kind of ways. In all the best, in all ways. The best, the best kind of ways, ways. absolutely. Pick, yeah. up, pick up that book, Upset right. the World. Yep. And you can find, and look up Upset the Gram on Instagram. Yes, for the some, some yes. daily, yes. daily yes, that's encouragement. Right. I love that. Yeah. Sweetie, okay. do, you have, do you have any final words of wisdom? You're, the, you're the, the smart and the beautiful one in this relationship. I don't know so. about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I, I just am so thrilled that you guys, you know, Aww. I know you're busy. I know you've got a lot going on and you spent time to do this and to share with us. And I know the listeners and the watchers are, are getting so much out of this. So um, thank you all so much. Oh, we love thank you, you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for asking us to be on here with you guys. Sure. I mean, you guys are just so amazing. Yeah. And I, I treasure and value you oh, both. Yeah. You guys agree. Yeah, so we thank you. It. We're going to do this again. Like, yes. seriously. Come on. And I know they're going to be like, please have them on again. Like, please. We want to continue the conversation. Actually, could they just take over the podcast? Yeah. No. Just no. have and like, Kim and Juliet. Once a year, you and Ashley can come on as a guest. Like, we, we just want to hear from them. So that, they I, might be like more. Never so you might not see us it. anymore. Love it. This might be our last one, but that'd be <laughs> fine because I would, I would tune in every they're single amazing. week for sure. Yes. You guys are so great. Thank God, you. Thank you both. And yes. just praying God's blessings on your beautiful family, your church, and the two of you. And praying blessings on you who are watching and listening right now. We thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, subscribe to this. You know, leave reviews. All those things help others discover the, the, the important <laughs> messages like the ones we talked about today. And we will look forward to seeing you next time. God bless. Bye. Bye. Bye.